1: 3 and 30 podcast takeaways for moms episode 39 how to involve your children as you build a business or pursue a passion enjoy welcome to 3 and 30 a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Did you love hearing those little voices introducing the podcast today? I decided to have them do that because I was inspired by today's interview topic, which is how to involve your children as you build a business or pursue a passion. And last week, our episode was about making time for personal development as a mom, and I purposely planned this episode to air as sort of a continuation of that discussion because we don't just have to make time for our passions around our children's schedules or just sort of fit it in while our kids are watching TV. We can also actively involve our kids in the projects that we're pursuing. Whether they're businesses that we're starting or running or even hobbies or passions or volunteer work that we're doing, we can bring our kids along with us and make them part of it, which leads to my introduction of today's guest. Her name is Tanya Dalton, and she is a powerhouse businesswoman and mother She's a productivity expert, writer, speaker, and founder of Inkwell Press, which is a company centered around productivity tools and training. And she's going to tell us more about her company and what it offers later on in the podcast. But in addition to all of her professional accomplishments, she's also a mother of two. And what's so inspiring to me is that she initially built her thriving business from her home while her children were little, which seems almost impossible when I have two little ones of my own right now. But she learned from experience how to manage work-life balance, how to involve her family and her passions instead of just pushing them aside to make it happen. So we have so much to learn from her. And I'm thrilled to say, Tanya, welcome to 3 30 Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm pleased to be here.
1: Yeah, we have so much to learn from you. I've had moms emailing me for several months asking for an episode on this topic about how to manage their at-home business or pursue their passion while also being a mom. And I've just been waiting for the right person to address it. And the more I've heard about your story, the more I've realized that's you. You are the right person to address this.
0: <laughs> well, good. I'm so pleased. and I, I love it when um, our listeners you know, ask us specifically for things that they're really wanting to hear. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that this is a topic they want to talk about because I do think it's so important. You know, as you said, I think there's so many ways that you can bring your family and bring the people that you really care about into this space that you're creating for yourself. We often think that has to be squirreled away in these these hidden moments from time to time. And and really, um, I think it's a beautiful thing to to bring your family into that and let them see all the different parts of you. Um, You are much more than just a mom. You are, you know, a wife, a friend and a neighbor and a cousin and an aunt and a thousand other roles. And I think it's really powerful for your children to see that, that that there is a life outside of just them and their relationship with you.
1: Yeah, definitely. And one thing that I did want to clarify as we start this episode is we live in a time where we're so fortunate that we have so much ability for moms to be home and to have a business or like a side hustle. But I also have heard from listeners that beca- that they can feel pressure to do that because mm-hmm. others are doing it and because we live in a time where it's possible. And some of them are saying, I don't really want to build a business or I don't have an idea for a business. Is there something wrong with me? And Absolutely not. And I think that all the principles that we talk today can be about how to build a business from home, but also Mm -hmm. how to pursue anything that you're interested in and excited about and bring your kids along with you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, starting a business or running a business isn't for everyone. And I think you're right. There is so much obligation. We feel so obligated that we, you know, that we're supposed to be doing these things or that we're supposed to want to do these things and maybe we don't want them. Um, And we wonder, is that okay? And I think it's really important for us to be true to ourselves. What are we really interested in?
1: Yeah, and you did start off as a, as a full time stay at home mom. Is that correct?
0: That is right. Yes, I started started life as a stay at home mom.
1: And you really enjoyed it. It sounds like from what I've the interviews I've heard, the reason you started your business wasn't because you didn't enjoy being a stay at home mom. It was because of a need that you saw within your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and would you can you tell us that story? Because I think yeah. it's powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was a full-time stay-at-home mom with two small children. And I did love being a stay-at-home mom, but I also wanted to do something creative. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to start a little creative business. I started it with $50. $50. And um, it was really just to keep myself busy and to let my creative juices flow while my husband was busy traveling the world. So my husband did marketing for these big Fortune 500 companies, and he would literally leave our home. We were living in Dallas, Texas at the time, and he would leave and he'd fly all the way around the globe and come back on the other side.
1: So he'd be gone
0: for like three or four weeks at a time. And so I thought, you know, I need something to, to really focus my energy on. Um, especially when I think I'm gonna go crazy because I'm you know at home with two children not leaving the house for a couple of days. And so I started this business and it was really just selling to friends, maybe friends of friends, but that was about it. But um, I was on the phone with my husband one day, uh, where he was on the other side of the planet, and I was telling him all the things that the kids were doing and all the different uh, words that Kate was starting to say and talking about what Jack had done at you know preschool. and my husband got really, really quiet. And I asked him, you know, I said, "What's wrong?" And he said, "I'm missing everything." And I go, mm-hmm. "No, no, you're not." And he said, "No, I'm missing everything." He goes, "I'm missing the milestones. I'm missing all the moments." And my husband is a fabulous hands-on dad, so I love that about him. And it really broke my heart to realize that I knew that he loved what he was doing, but it really tugged on his heart that he wasn't at home with us. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we wrapped up our conversation after a while, and. Um, we talked more about that. But as I hung up the phone, I remember standing in my kitchen and the kids were playing in the backyard and I could see them on the little playground. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to change what I'm doing. I'm going to grow my business to the point where my husband could come and work alongside of me. Now, mm-hmm. at this point, I had zero business experience. As I said, wow. I'm selling maybe to friends of friends, but that might be stretching it a bit. I've had no, I have not even taken a business class in college. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to figure out a way that I can, can bring him alongside of me so he can be home with me. And I had to figure out what I was going to do about this. So I sat down that evening and I created some plans for myself and how I was going to do this because I still was a stay-at-home mom with two small children. I still yeah. had a husband who traveled for three or four weeks at a time. And I, and I didn't know how to grow a business. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to set these goals for myself and I'm going to figure it out. And within about a year, I was able to make that goal a reality. And I was able to do it while still maintaining what I wanted to at home and still being able to spend the time with the kids that I really wanted to have with them. And uh, that was my very first business that I started. Um, All of my businesses, because I think because of the way that 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 business started, I, I consider family first which means family is the priority not just for me but also for my employees where mm. uh, you know work is secondary work is important but um, nothing is as important as family and so that's what I love about what I do now is I'm able to offer that to other people that they're yeah. also able to live a life where their family is the priority
1: and you teach that now i mean there was a pivot in there that we don't need to get into fully but you went mm-hmm. from jewelry And then did very well there and then started teaching productivity. And I'm sure you'd learned so many skills about productivity while managing these different parts of your life that then you were able to turn that into a very successful business that you run now.
0: Yes, um, th- that's exactly right. It, to me, and you're right, that's a whole other story. But just to tell you quickly, for me, I found that, you know, I really wanted to do something I was truly, truly passionate about, something that I felt was part of my mission of who I was. And when I tried to figure out what that was for me, I found that there were three things that really were at the heart of who I am. And that is, I'm a teacher, I used to teach school, and so I love educating others, I love empowering women. Because I was finding I was doing a lot of small business consulting and teaching other women how to grow their businesses as I had mm. grown mine. And then I love productivity because that is what allowed me to live that lifestyle where I was able to put my family first, where I was able to grow a business, where my husband could work alongside of me and I could, I could be the, the main breadwinner for my family.
1: Yeah. Well, that is a powerful, inspirational story. I mean, to think about you standing in the kitchen, having that epiphany, and then one year later, it making it happen. I'm so impressed. And I would love to know some of your concrete takeaways for how you built your business with your family and your littles, who aren't so little anymore. They're now 12 and 14. <laughs> yes but um, my
0: son is now six feet over six feet tall so he is not yeah. a little at all he's anymore. not a little <laughs> no.
1: yeah so but when you were just getting started and you mm-hmm. had that and they were like preschool age you know uh-huh. um and even to now because I know you still involve them in your business what Absolutely. are your what's your first takeaway for how moms can do this
0: well, I think that's really important to note that yes, my kids are older and yes, my son is towering over me. But all of the things that I want to share with you all are things I started doing when they were really little. Um, I started my first business with a, a desk that was about two feet wide, tucked in a corner of my kitchen where my kids played at my feet while I you know, grew my business. And so mm. my first takeaway there really is to get your kids to feel like they are a part of the business. And that's something that we started messaging um, when my kids were little teeny tinies. It's never my business. It is our business. It is a family business. They are just as important and they are part of that team. Um, Mm -hmm. We refer to my family as team Dalton because we all have to work together. Everybody on the team has to work to support each other. And that means I am there rooting them on and supporting them when they need it. And they are there supporting me when I need it as well. And I think it's a a really important thing to get your kids to understand what it is that you are passionate about, what it is you're doing. And that could be as simple as just having them help you out. You know, when my kids were little, I would have them do things like, you know, stamping boxes or or I would have, uh, you know, stacks of paper there that they would stamp with, you know, uh, I would have like a little stamp thing and they would stamp it. Now, the paper didn't need to be stamped at all. I really it was not <laughs> part of the business. But they didn't know that. All that they knew is that mommy was working and I am doing something important to help her. So mm-hmm. I started this message of them supporting me and me supporting them um, really when, when they were really little. And so um, now my kids come to the office. I generally have them come, I like to say about one day for every you know, week that they have off school. So if they're you know on spring break for a week, um, I usually have them come in for a day at least. And they usually come in and they do all different kinds of things. They might help clean out some of the warehouse. My kids make boxes. Um, we have gold-foiled cards. Um, they've made the gold foil cards that, that we give away with our planners. They, um, they come in and they ask what needs to happen and they come in and they do it. And I think that because they've always felt like they played this integral role in growing the business, they have that ownership of the business as well. They understand when things are really stressful, like before a launch, they get it. They understand because they know what I do. I make sure to include them in conversations when we're talking about business Um, I take the time to explain different terms to them when we're talking about, you know, how things work. Um, My kids are like an entrepreneurial school (laughs) basically every night at dinner. But I think that's the, the most beautiful thing is that my kids love what I do because they know and they see how passionate I am. And I feel like I am role modeling for them that just because I'm a mom doesn't mean that I can't have this amazing life I'm creating for myself. And they can do that as well for themselves.
1: Definitely. And one thing that I thought of as you were talking was maybe taking a little bit of time to sit down and think about the ages of your children and mm-hmm. what tasks could be delegated to them depending on their age. So I'm sitting here thinking about mine. I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm like, I, I know that both of them, but my four-year-old especially, loves to put papers in the shredder Yes. Um, you know, and <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, right? If I just made a whole big list of, okay, putting papers in the shredder, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm trying to think of other things right off the top of my head and it's I difficult. Mean,
0: too, it's all of the messaging like, oh, you know what I really need to have done? Oh, gosh, I really need to get these papers shredded. I really could use it. You know what? You, you're so good at shredding paper. Do you think you could help me out a little bit? Mm-hmm. Oh, they are so excited when you say things like that, right? Yeah. yeah. There's all different kinds of things. You know, there's um, putting putting labels. Like if you're shipping items out, putting labels on, cutting tape, cutting out pieces of paper. Um, you know, uh, it, like lots of times I would have my kids, you know, write a little note too. Like if, you know, I had a customer who I was writing a note to, my kid might sign next to it, you know, because people mm-hmm. knew. We were a family-first business, and that was important to me.
1: Yeah, Um, I love that. So really
0: it is an idea of thinking about what your kids are capable of. So obviously my kids are capable of much more now that they're older, but when they were little, it was just these little tiny tasks. It could even be things like, you know what I really need? I need a picture next to my desk that makes me smile because I'm having a really rough day. Do you think you you could draw a picture for me that would really make me smile when I sit at my desk? All they hear is that you – are important to me, and I need your help. We yeah. all feel good when other people need our help. Our kids feel good when we need our help. They they like to feel needed just as we do.
1: I love that idea. And I've heard you talk about before, um, practicing with your kids as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so tell us more about that.
0: Yeah, well, that actually kind of feeds into my second takeaway, if we want to talk Perfect. about that. Yeah. Yeah. My second takeaway is really this idea of setting boundaries i think it is so important to set boundaries um you know for me uh because i had children who were really little i had to train them so that they understood that when mommy was sitting at her special work desk that meant that mommy was working and that means she is not to be interrupted so there's lots of ways that i trained my kids so they knew when i was sitting at that desk they knew that that was my work time so before i would sit at the desk i would say okay I'm about to start working. Does anybody have any questions for me? This was their chance to say, you know, can I watch a TV show? Can I, can I ride my bike? Can I, or any of those questions? Because the rule at my house was once mommy is sitting at that desk, she is not to be interrupted because I am working. And if you do ask me a question while I'm sitting at the desk, guess what the answer is? It's no, every (laughs) single time. And there's no faster way to train them than when they come over and they're like, can I have a snack? And I would say, I'm sitting at my desk, what's the answer? They'd be like, oh, it's no. I'm like, yep, you know what? Next time, ask before I sit down, I'll be through in like 20 minutes. And I would set the timer. I usually would set the timer so they knew how much time was left. So a mm-hmm. lot of it is this idea of communication when you're setting the boundaries. Uh, you can't just set the boundaries and not tell the kids. So yes. you explain to them, this is getting ready to happen. I'm getting ready to get, you know, sit down at the desk here's the timer. This is how long I'm working for. When the timer goes off, I'm all yours. But right now I'm I'm working on this. Mm. Um, And so that takes a little bit of training. And some people think, oh, there's no way I could do that. But really it's just as simple as practicing. One of the other things that I did was um, I had my phone set up. So I had a different ringtone when a work phone call came in. And that's really easy to do. You can use a free service like Google Voice where it uses the same phone, same cell phone, but it does a different ringtone for you. So I trained my kids to know what that ringtone meant. And they knew that when that special work ringtone happened, that meant that mommy was getting on a work call and that was not a time to be interrupted. So mm. I had a little chart uh, next to where my desk was and I could point. There were pictures because my, when my kids were really little, I would point to the pictures reading a book. Playing on the playground out in the backyard, you know, uh, running around with the dog. And I could point to them and tell them what I wanted them to do um, while I was on the phone. And mm. so what we did is we rehearsed it. Kids love to role play. And sometimes that's hard for us to do as adults. But when you're doing it with a purpose like this, it becomes easier. So we would practice. I would, I would call my own phone and then I would go, "Oh, work phone call. What do we do? What do we do? And we would (laughs) practice. Right. So I used to be a teacher. And so I just use those tips that we used to use. I mean, think about it. If you go to your kids preschool and the fire drill happens, you don't see kids running around like crazy. They are lined up. Usually they have a finger over their mouth, maybe a finger up in the air and people go, how do you do that? It's training. You just practice it. You practice it, you practice it, you practice it, and then you do it for real. And kids can be trained. Um, They're really, really resilient to this type of, you know, this idea of training. And especially when you, again, with that messaging, you talk to them about why it's important and how important it is that they do a good job for you. And then when your time is up that you're working They know that they are appreciated because then I would go to my kids and I'd say, y'all did such a great job. I really appreciate that. I was able to get so much work done. Let's do something fun together. So There was something for them to look forward to when I finished up my work.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I thought as you were talking about um, just last week, we had, as I mentioned, an episode on having personal development as a mom. And the guests talked about a very similar thing with sitting down at the dinner table. She'd Mm -hmm. say, does everybody have everything that they need because I deserve to eat my meal too. Mm -hmm. And so mom's a person and mom's going to sit down and eat her dinner and you're going to have to wait. And so it's very similar with anything we do in motherhood, teaching them, training them, having those boundaries and saying, I deserve to eat my meal or have a little bit of work time or whatever it might be.
0: So I think that's really important for us to do for our children. It allows them to understand the importance of setting boundaries in their own lives. Because Mm -hmm. honestly, everything that I do is to empower my own children to be independent. I want when my little birds leave my nest, I want them to fly. I don't want them to be dependent on me or not know how to do these different things. When I'm modeling these behaviors for my children, I'm teaching them how to fly. So when they do leave my nest, they're really able to soar.
1: And do your kids, now that they're older, do they help more with household tasks while you're at work? Because that's still all part of the team. It's all one Mm -hmm. big whole. How does that work in your home?
0: Uh, My kids do their own laundry. That's a big thing. I started doing that. I started training them when they were really little. Um, And, you know, it was this idea of just baby stepping them when they were three years old, they were in charge of bringing their hampers and then they Mm. would stand there while I sorted the laundry. And then when they were five years old, I would stand over them while they started sorting the laundry. And then they got a little bit older and then it became them sorting the laundry and then bring it over to the washing machine.
1: Mm. And
0: then, you know, we kept adding each step. Now, let me ask you this, sorting the laundry and having the kids do it, could I have done it faster? Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Some days I was like, Oh, I'm going to tear my hair out because I was so just, you know, impatient. But I, you know, I gritted my teeth and I smiled and I just made it a game like where we throw, you know, darks into one pile and lights into the other. And that investment has paid off because now my kids do their own laundry. And as a matter of fact, not only do they do their own laundry, Um, One of their chores is that they do the house laundry. They do the towels and the sheets and those things on a different day. And so I think that's really an important part of that team mentality that we are all working together. And Mm -hmm. every single person on our team is important. No one can, you know, drop the ball because we all work together to support each other. And that means when Jack has play practice, you know, five days a week and has a ton of homework he has to catch up on, we're picking up the slack and taking care of his chores. When Mm. I have, you know, uh, a launch coming up, the kids know and they're picking up the slack and they're taking over my chores. It's that yin and yang we give to each other. It's not just me giving to them. They give back to me. I give back to them. It works both ways.
1: Yeah, I love that. And what is your third takeaway?
0: The third takeaway is really having weekly team meetings. I think, you know, as I mentioned, that team mentality is really important because I think that They get that concept of team, especially if they're doing any sort of like, you know, soccer or basketball or anything else. They understand that team mentality. So having a weekly team meeting where you talk about yourself as a team, I think is really important. We sit down every Sunday afternoon and we talk about what we have going on for the week ahead. And what I love about this team planning is it allows us to scratch much further beneath the surface of just the, Hey, how was school today? Conversations. Mm-hmm. We're able to really sit together and talk about what projects do you have coming up? Okay. So you have this project. How are you going to space that out? So this is due in two weeks. I want you to start figuring out when is each step of this project going to be due. And we work together. Cause again, I'm teaching my kids to become independent productive adults one day um, much sooner than later at this point for me, which is a little bit sad. But oh, yeah. um, at the same time, it is an amazing thing. But um, we sit down, we talk about what uh, what's happening this week. What, what day does this Kate have volleyball practice? What day do we need to go to the orthodontist? And because we sit down and we plan this together, we do it on a, I have a notepad called the weekly kickstart that we do it on. You could do it just on a regular sheet of paper, but we write down what we have due this week, what appointments we have going on and the different tasks we need to get done. Mm. And what I do is I post that up in our little family headquarters and everyone knows when they come home from school or when I come home from work, the first thing we do is we check that and we know, okay, you know what? Volleyball practice starts at five today, which means Kate knows without me reminding her, she needs to be dressed for volleyball with her knee pads on and have her, you know, all of her gear and her water bottle ready to go for five o'clock. Um, when they have to go to the orthodontist, they know to have their teeth brushed. I'm no longer the nag. I'm not mm-hmm. having to remind everyone of everything. They are empowered to know what to do next.
1: That sounds so incredible. As a mom of a seven-year-old who I'm like mm-hmm. dragging to get his shin guards on mm-hmm. before soccer. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this gives me so much hope that I, not only can I teach him to do these things for himself, I need to for his mm-hmm. for his good and benefit. And it will... It may take more effort from me up front, but it will be yes. a huge blessing in the long run if I invest in doing that.
0: It is. It's a, it's an investment into your children and to um into making them productive adults and independent adults, which I think is really really important. And not just independent adults, but independent teenagers, which is what my kids are now. Um, and I think sometimes we undervalue that because we think we have to be in charge of everything and we have to run the show and. And it's really important to give your kids that power. And to me, it's that whole idea of that repetition and that practice. So, you know, with your son, with the shin guards, you practice it. You know, you don't wait until soccer is at, you know, three o'clock. You don't wait till, you know, that t- that day, Wednesday at three o'clock to say, all right, now we're doing it. You practice <laughs> it. You make it into something fun. So then it's exciting and interesting to him so that when it's really time for it to happen, it starts happening on its own. And it's going to take reminding. Our kids are not robots. My children are not these angels who are at home polishing their halos after they're doing their laundry. (laughs) You know, at times, they have to be reminded also. But at the same time, 99% of the time, they're able to figure it out on their own. And I Mm -hmm. think there's a lot of, um, a lot that can happen when we free up our minds and the space in our mind from reminding everyone of everything they have to do and can spend a little bit of time nurturing ourselves and giving ourselves some self-care.
1: Oh yeah. I love that point of just the time that it frees up the time and the mental space. Mm -hmm. Moms think I have no time. I have no time, but if they could free up some of the time and mental space by putting these systems in place, by letting go of the reins a little bit and believing that other people could take care of things, including their own children can take care of things, then Mm -hmm. they have more time than they realize.
0: It's so true. We have to let go of that idea of perfectionism, that we have to have everything running perfectly. And the only way to do that is to run everything through me. Mm. We become the, the bottleneck, right? Yeah. Um, so so allow yourself to take yourself out of that equation. Yeah. Your, your family can run without you, and they need to be able to run without you because there are times where you need to have time for you.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been so helpful. You obviously have so much expertise in this area because you've lived it. Mm. And I want you to tell us more about um, your products. Or I know you have so many different offerings. People can go to your website. Um, it's inkwellpress.com, right? Is that correct? Yes. Uh-huh. yes. That's right. But what are some of those that you would recommend specifically to this audience of mothers um, that you think would be most helpful if they're really ready to maximize their time and increase their productivity?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the weekly kickstart is one of the things I mentioned. I actually just did a video that I put on YouTube where I walk through and I show exactly how my family walks through that whole process. So the weekly kickstart, I think, is a great place to start if you're wanting to really start implementing these teen meetings. I think having a weekly planner too that you can look at and you can really uh, start, you know, taking the time to plan out where you're spending your time, you Mm -hmm. really start to see where these gaps are, where you really you know what, I actually do have time here or I, I didn't realize I was spending so much time on, on this activity or I was you know, scrolling my phone so much. So um, you know, having a, a weekly planner, I think is really helpful in being able to take a step back and see what you've done. Mm. One of my favorite tools that I offer is a tool called the daily download where you write down the things that you accomplished. It's a five minute notepad, basically one minute to write down the things you accomplished for the day one minute to spend on gratitude. One minute to spend on assessing how you feel. A One mm. minute to um, write down what are the tasks and the things you need to get accomplished the next day. Um, and one minute to, did I say gratitude already? I'm losing track of where I am. Yeah, you did. A one, 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 thing, one minute to write down how you work towards your goal today. Ooh. So five, you know, one minute for each thing, five little things. So that's another great tool. And yeah. I, I talk a lot about these methods and a lot of these systems on my podcast. So that's another resource. I do a podcast every week um, called Productivity Paradox, which you can uh, get to from my website, com slash podcast. We'll bring you right there. Um, and that's a, that's a resource that I love offering to, to help women feel a little bit more empowered with how they're spending their time.
1: Yeah, well, that is a huge gift you're giving. And we're so grateful that you came and gave us some of your time today. And I know I'm inspired and others will be as well. So thank you, Tanya, so much.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me.
1: All right, mamas, are you feeling inspired? Let me recap the three takeaways for you. So our first takeaway for if you want to involve your kids in your business is to get them to feel like they are part of the business. And Tanya gave so many great ideas of things we can do starting when our kids are little, tasks that we can give them, the way that we phrase when we talk about our businesses, calling it our business instead of my business, um, in explaining the business to your kids in conversations, all sorts of things to really make them feel like they are part of the business. Um, her second takeaway is to set boundaries around your work time and to not feel bad about it and to train them and, you know, work up to and practice with them where they know these systems are in place where you can have your work time and not feel bad about it. And this takeaway really reminded me of an episode that I did earlier in the summer called How to Get Your Kids to Do Quiet Time. And I talked about some similar principles, so if you missed that episode, you should go and check that out. It is episode number thirty-four, I believe. And then her third takeaway was to have weekly team meetings so that the kids all know what is expected, what's going on, and that you work as a whole team to help each other do what you need to do in your home. That includes your business as well as your home life and the goals and hobbies and important things in each person's life before we close today i wanted to ask if any of you out there would consider yourselves like super fans of three and thirty you listen really regularly and you're invested in the show would you send me an email i have some projects coming up in october that i'm working on for the one year anniversary of the podcast and I would love the input of some people who have really loved the show and would like to be more of like an insider into some of the vision behind it and what's coming. So you can shoot me an email at 3 podcastgmailcom 30 podcast at gmail.com if you would fall into that boat and I would totally appreciate it and look forward to hearing from you. Mamas, whether you are building a business or just want a little bit more time to pursue some passions, hobbies, volunteer work, I hope that this episode was useful to you and I hope that you have a great week with your family.